All right, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Man, I've been loving the mo lately. That's good. I dig on the old classic. These are now classic jam band songs. We can look at these like um, the old folks look at the dead stuff, man. You oh, know? that's true. It's part of our uh, youth. It came out when we were kids. It's good stuff. Yeah. They're still, um, you know, what's happening in a few weeks is summer camp. And summer camp is the uh, festival that Mo and Umphreys put on every year at uh, Chillicothe. Chillicothe, Illinois. It's a farm in Illinois. I've been to a couple of uh, a couple of these. It's a three day festival yeah. on a farm. Literally, that's what it is. I've never been there. No. It used to be moderately sized. Uh, it was kind of a local festival when it started. Probably about three thousand people would go. Last time I went, this has to be uh, two thousand eight ish around there. Uh, they had hit about 10,000 people showing up to this farm. <laughs> Damn. And at this point, it's a massive festival. And uh, Mo and Umphreys are the headlining acts. And this year, there are some interesting names on the lineup because, I don't know if you're aware of this, but nowadays, there's really no money anymore for musicians in um, selling CDs, right? Or even how many people do you know pay for downloads? Right? right, everyone's streaming music on Spotify. I think I'm the I think stuff. I'm the last I think I'm the last guy. You might be, yeah, and because I don't <laughs> want to do that. Like... <laughs> so, so a lot of acts are touring. Hold know. on, though. Hold on, though, dude. There's something to just. I want to just. I like your song. I just want to buy your song. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm just... still. You know me. I buy vinyl still. Like I purchase newly oh, printed dude. vinyl. Yes, it's fantastic to listen to. I would rather have the LP. I'd rather have the album than anything digital. I should start buying the album because I just have, like I'm talking. I just buy my shit on uh, Apple Music or iTunes. Right. Yeah, which is practical, yeah. but they're they are now all these artists now they're they're literally printing vinyl of their newest stuff. So you can go and get it anything essentially yeah. at this point. Yeah. The problem with the stream, like everybody, oh, dude, you should just do like uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the Spotify. Oh, oh, that was an accident. Or whatever. But, dude, <laughs> what do you do when you don't have internet? You know, or you don't have service, I mean. Right. My problem is I got, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm poor, so I got fucking Boost Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm driving all around the goddamn state. So right. I'm in places where I got no reception. Dude, I can't even get. Po- I have to download my podcast at home before I leave. Otherwise, I'm searching for a McDonald's to steal their Wi-Fi. Right. You know. That's rough. yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's why. I mean, I, if I like your song, I just want to buy your album, and I, and then I, I can access it whenever I want. You know. Yeah. Those days are gone for the most part. So these guys are all touring, and you'll never guess who's playing at the summer camp festival this year. With Mo and Umphreys and a bunch of dead cover bands and like I think Trey of Fish might be there. You <laughs> is know, it, is it is it like every other band is a dead cover band? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other headliner, which I was shocked, uh, Lizzo. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that makes sense. I've been seeing large amounts of steel being shipped down to Southern Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to re- you know these really large girders that you know extra wide loads to, to reinforce the stage for Lizzo and her fucking dance crew. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was for the bridge on the two ninety four, but no, nah, for Lizzo's fat ass. They might use them for the bridge afterwards, but. <laughs> No, no, blast from the past. Uh, not Lizzo, unfortunately. Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins are one of the headlining acts. No! Yes. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes, dead serious. Pretty crazy. Oh, I wish I, I, I would have known, dude. I'd like to go see them. It's in a few weeks. It's usually a mon- Memorial Day festival, or you know, it's around that weekend, and they do it every year. It's it, it's always it's a deadhead festival kind of thing, but. Uh, the whole uh, edition of mm. Smashing Pumpkins, man. Wow. I, I didn't yeah. see that one coming. Bro, in our day, they couldn't be more apart. 
Right? That's the audience. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The saying. audience. The like, dude, you didn't talk. To, if you listened to those bands, you didn't talk to that. Those fans. They were like the emo kids. Isn't that crazy? How they, well it, they were like the pre, they were like the pre emos, back before like emos were. F- well, <laughs> sorry. sorry, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. You know, what I, you know what I mean. No, but I well, I remember the emo guys and Smashing Pumpkins were um, grunge. They're considered grunge. Yeah, but they were like the you know that was before emo was a thing though. That's what I'm saying. They were like the pre-emo. Yeah, we were the unfortunate they... generation to have emo as our. Music, <laughs> yeah, so bad. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We actually probably were the first generation to grow up without an actual music defining our generation because there was so much available with Napster and everything at that point. There was kind that of pretty funny. Yeah. Everybody, we didn't have like disco or you know, we were kind of at this uh, mesh point because of the internet, essentially where. Uh, you would be, you were exposed, or we were exposed to all different types of genres of music. So I, I really, there were maybe the emo kids, maybe, but I really, I, I can't really say Plus that I there was like, any one I, encompassing kind of thing. I feel like we were like the first generation that had, um, like all of our previous generations' music was still popular. Yes, like we, maybe we still it. listen to Pink Floyd. You know, like mom and dad never listened to. Uh, I don't even know who was in the twenties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't even know. We don't even know who like Bob John Jaja's. They were listening to like Polka. You know, well, uh, were, they were Elvis fans. No, nah, they were Elvis. Yeah, I guess they so, were. Elvis. A lot of people were Elvis people. I guess even <laughs> we listened to Elvis though. You know, so I mean, I, we're kind of like that first generation that really listened to. Like everything, you know, like Pink Floyd was still huge when we were in high school. You know, yeah, the wall, uh, the dark side of the moon, the album. Hello? Yeah, it was huge. Oh, I thought I lost you. <laughs> technical, <laughs> technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, back then we had the uh, Pink Floyd with, you would time it out with, what was it? The, the Wizard of the Wizard Oz. Oz. Right uh, when the lion, the third roar, or whatever. <laughs> right? Was. Yeah. Well, there was a specific yeah. set of rules that you had to follow to have a time right. Right. But it it didn't yeah. make sense because it didn't last the whole movie or something. No, because you had to restart it. That makes no sense. And the worst the 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 worst part was right when you went. So the so the rule was you took the mushrooms, and then you started the movie. <laughs> you know with the pink floyd thing like you're getting high you know smoking weed and everything's great and then when it switches to color like that's when the mushrooms start kicking in right (laughs) yeah and and that's when and that's when uh um that's when money comes on with the cash register oh that's right yeah yeah and then it uh, becomes uh that's that's when the night just begins Those were the days, Mike. Kids, Man, those were the good days. What do yeah. kids do for fun now? I can't even imagine. It's probably terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really don't see as many kids outside as you used to. Notice that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's a, that's a very... No- you just don't notice people outside like you used to. I've picked up on that. Very yeah. Very noticeable. And I live out in Colorado where everybody is... Healthy and active, but one of the things I noticed is a decline in people exercising or walking, and people in general have um, gotten larger everywhere. So fat, dude. People I haven't seen in a long time have gotten noticeably larger. Did you hear that Rogan... Uh, I forgot who he was talking to, but when they were talking about the uh, Civil War soldiers, no, I didn't. I didn't see this. Dude, he <laughs> looks it up because they're like guessing, you know. And then they, Jamie looks it up. The average World War, or the average Civil War soldier was like a twenty-six-year-old male, right, who was five-eight and like a hundred and forty, hundred fifty pounds. Wow, right. 
And then the average woman at the time was like five, five three, and like 110 pounds or something. Wow. <laughs> now the height hasn't changed that much. <laughs> but it's like it's like five nine, two hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah, dude. The women are more than the men were back then. Wow. It's like 170s the woman. Take a look around, Mike. I think it's 170 was the woman. It, I was like 5'4", 170 is the average woman. Average? <sighs> Have you seen that picture going around the internet of people at the beach in 1970 versus yes. 2022? Holy shit, dude. It's we grotesque. should be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, man. It's pretty shocking. We should be ashamed of ourselves. It's shocking. <laughs> Uh, we need to we, uh, executive order everybody you hit 18 you graduate high school two years in the military you need to go you need to, get, <laughs> you need to go fucking you need to get in shape you need to learn how to man up uh, you, you think you're a woman we don't care you're a man until your two years is over <laughs> you know what I mean you know, after your two years of military service then you can do whatever transitions you want but for those two years, we need you to be a soldier, so nobody's transitioning before your two years is over. Oh, man. It solves all the problems. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going to solve Somebody this. make me the king of this country. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I actually don't Pretty know sure. what's going to... We're in a weird perpetual... Uh, so here's the problem, man. We live in victimhood culture. And so yes. we celebrate victimhood at this point. Uh, by the way... Dude Man Podcast, we uh, we got our fingers on the pulse here. We are always one step ahead. Uh, I don't know if you caught Adam Carolla did a whole thing on the other, his episode the other day on the uh, Adidas commercial, which I brought up to you about a week ago on our podcast. Uh, uh, I didn't see the Adam Carolla. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, I, I talked about it. We did a whole thing on it with the uh, chicks wearing yoga pants and um, crop tops and doing yoga who are like Lizzo-shaped. And yeah. there's like a whole commercial about it, and it, it's it's unsettling when you see it because we're celebrating something that should not be celebrated. This is very dangerous territory to be celebrating just that right there in itself. But man, everybody, take a look around. This is Seriously. not sustainable. This is not healthy. This is not good. And if we want to actually have a real discussion about what's wrong with our medical system. Let's start with our diets. Yeah. Oh, Let, oh my god. Let's let's you start want, there. You guys want to talk about vex, uh, vaccine passports? How about this? I'm going to concede right here. I will get my. I'll, I'll I'll take boosters every six months for the rest of my life, and I'll prove it to you every time I go into every restaurant or store or whatever. But from now on in America, <laughs> right? If you're on high blood pressure medicine, <laughs> it, it, right? You got to yeah. prove your. You have to prove you're not on high blood pressure medicine in order to get that McDonald's. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because that high blood pressure is 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 costing us way more than my unvaccinated blood. <laughs> you know, dude. This goes back to my idea way back at the beginning of the pandemic when they were talking about contact tracing. Remember contact yeah. tracing? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. so hip, so popular. Everybody loved it. Yeah. Well, I believed that instead of contact tracing people who get COVID, which most of us were safe from. They should contact trace obese people who eat at McDonald's. I agree. Or who go into uh, a Dunkin' Donuts. I agree. You can only go into one a day. That's my point. Yes. Or one a week. Whatever. Uh, or that for would every, kill me. every McDonald's, that you have to eat a salad the next full day. <laughs> full disclosure, um, I, uh, most days of the week, I eat fast food twice a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, and then the third meal, no, not cooks for me. <laughs> Look. We're free adults, and we we should be allowed to eat and breathe and do whatever the whatever we want. To be totally honest, with the, uh, outside of harming other people, right? Isn't that what we've lived on as a society for hundreds and thousands of years? Like, I don't get it. Everything yeah. changed all of a sudden, and it's because we everyone's a victim, and everyone's scared, and everyone's unhealthy, and we're celebrating Lizzo and the fat chick in the yoga pants on the commercial, but we. we you know, but Joe Rogan's the villain because Joe Rogan goes out there and says, uh, you know, we're a very unhealthy nation. We got to fix this. That's the problem we need to address. 
That's it. And I hate I hate the attack where they're like, well, you know, they put these models and then they airbrush them, and it's just a it's an unattain it's an unattainable look. <laughs> yeah, that that's the whole point, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be something that you strive for. Just you know, no matter who you are, you can do better. <laughs> so you need something to push you to go better. You know what I mean? If I'm trying to run, if I'm trying to improve my run time. I'm not going to ask somebody who's slower than me to run with me, you know? <laughs> I want somebody who's faster than me so I can struggle to keep up with them, you know? And the truth is, so you should take the best of the best and prop them up and show them to everybody so that we can strive for better. We should strive to be better. That should be the number one goal spreading across America. I don't we think are that's the, <laughs> it's not we, the message. We are the best, but we could be better. get there especially when uh we have buzzfeed writing the 21 unwritten rules oh i thought you'd never bring it up the 21 unwritten rules this is an that article black people follow was uh posted on buzzfeed uh this i'm sitting there i'm just relaxing <laughs> phone buzzes news buzzfeed <laughs> 21 rules for black people that white people don't know about that we gotta know it stresses that we gotta know this man that we, we need to know this here's my point right <laughs> if, it's, if it's 21 rules that black people know that white that white people don't know then who's enforcing the rule you're enforcing the rule on your so you made the rule yourself because we don't even know, we don't even know about it. You know? God damn it! It's a hundred degrees and I have to wear this hoodie. Why? Black people are making me. They just don't know that they made the rule. Black, black, black people didn't know they made the rule, but all Italians have to wear hoodies at all times. Now it's 120 degrees and I'm out here in a hoodie. Fucking black people, like what? What, what do you mean, dude? Like that's that's how absurd this whole list is. Oh, Mike, number one, no matter how angry you get, you try and remain calm. If you raise your voice <laughs> even a little, regardless of what you say or how you say it, you are instantly labeled an angry black woman and judged wrongly even when you're right. That has nothing to do with being black or a woman. Anybody who acts crazy in public gets looked at like a fucking crazy person, yes. right? And let me tell you something, black lady, who I'm sure wrote this. Right? Anonymous. It, it's all anonymous, black lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me tell you something, right? <laughs> if you're, like, in court and they're wrongfully taking your children away from you and you're raising a stink, nobody's considering you an angry black lady, right? <laughs> but right. when you're but when you're at Walmart screaming at the cashier because you thought the watermelon <laughs> not watermelon that was wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it off right there. I did not want to do that. I just picked like a random fruit. There's a watermelon on my table right now. That's why I said it. I'm really looking forward to eating it. You know, you're yelling at the cashier <laughs> because you thought the grapes were 49 cents, but now they're 59 cents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's a that's the that's the difference. Okay. Next next rule. <laughs> Number two. My mother always taught me to. My mother taught me to always ask for a bag and receipt, no matter how small the purchase, or you could be accused of stealing. That's rule number two. I don't know. That one I got nothing for. That might be true. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know about these, that one. these are so fantastically hypothetical. Do you, really think, do you really think black people do that? I don't know. Maybe. That might be a thing. So, uh. That, that one might be a thing. I'm going to go further down the list because there's just this hypothetical nature to all of these. Um, and maybe that's true. There are people who always take the receipt because they want to save their receipts. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe this is something his mother. I don't know. I don't know. I just that could be. This whole thing is you know, funny to you me. Know why, you know, you know, you know, I am debating that one because uh, you know we do have to admit the past, right? And there was a time where like 
there weren't cameras and shit. So if you were a black guy, you had to prove where you were. You I'm know. not discrediting any of these, but I find yeah. it funny that the whole thing is geared to elicit some sort of white guilt. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah, whole point. And I love it. That's why it's I love 21, it. It's 21 rules that they have that we made for them that we don't even know. <laughs> we don't know it exists, so they have to tell us about it. <laughs> Frank, why'd you write these rules? I don't, I don't know. I didn't mean to. I guess my uh, relatives <laughs> who never lived here uh, did it. <laughs> that, okay, so that one we'll give. We'll give them, we'll give them number I two. I give you number right? two. We'll give you number two. <clears throat> We're one for one. Number three. As a black man, my father taught me when being pulled over by the police to pull your insurance and registration out of the glove box and keep it ready on your seat. That way, you do not have to reach in the glove box when the police are at your window. Look, I'm okay. going to actually say good advice for anyone. Oh, my God. Dad what? gave me that advice. <laughs> Our dad gave me that advice. <laughs> like yes. That is just... That is just fatherly advice on on how when you when he teaches you how to drive, he teaches you how to act when you get pulled over. It's good right? advice. You don't want to cause any issues with the cops. You want to be polite, cordial, respectful, and you want to have yes. your uh, ID and registration and insurance ready to go. Everyone has taught would, that. Dad, I remember I got pulled over with Dad because I was speeding on a per on my permit. <laughs> And, uh, dude, I remember being like, oh, my God, what do I do? And he says, just put your hands up on the steering wheel and don't move. And wait, let him do all the talking and do exactly what he says. And, every, and he said, whenever, and then uh, he said, whenever, you, you know, when the cop was talking, when the cop told me, like, insurance, everything, dad was just like, you know, whatever he says, do it, but do it slowly. Make sure he can see everything you're doing. It, it was like such a great lesson that yeah. stays with you. That's not a black and white thing. That is just good. At, if more, yeah, everybody should do that with their. Son. It's just good advice. Father, That's why I find this so advice. funny. A lot of these are just uh, number four. As a black woman yeah. in a predominantly white area, I make a point of approaching staff. I love this one. I make a point of approaching staff first in stores when I walk in. I ask an innocuous question in a friendly, high-pitched voice, even if I don't need anything. They seem to feel safer around me and do not follow me around when I do that first. Jesus. What? Right. No, nah, man. This is okay. This is one of those things that is a it's, a it's a plague around the nation, man. I have ha I've had black friends that I've gone into the mall with. Right. And they do this for some reason. This is a thing in the black community where you walk into a store if anybody, if 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 somebody asks you, oh, are you guys looking for something, or can I help you with something? As soon as the person walks away, they're like, yeah, they're just doing that because I'm black. They oh. think I'm gonna steal something. Wow, it's like, dude, they don't understand. Yeah, they do that to me when I walk into stores. They're asking you if you need help with anything. <laughs> they, you're sitting there in the store all day waiting for somebody to come in so that you can help them. Right. Well, I just... right. Number four, it's a long one, and it's so weirdly specific, and I just, there's this weird element of um, living in constant, this, like, perpetual victimhood. You're, you're, you're constantly a victim. It's really bizarre to me. I honestly, like, I don't understand how people live this way. You're, you're really just, yeah, if you go around, like, looking for racism and everything, you're going to find it, in, where it where it doesn't even exist. And I think this is one of them that really, and and and, and listen too, it goes to what you look like too, and I'm not talking about the color of your skin, right? Right. If you walk in wearing decent clothes, you got a you know clean cut haircut, you know, nobody's thinking you're stealing anything, no matter what your color is. <laughs> I, I and don't again, know. I, again, I don't know. And again, no matter what your color is, if you walk in looking like a piece of shit, people are going to be worried that you're stealing something. Yeah. You, you know what I don't get, too, is this whole movement with the black hair. Dude, it's not black or white. If I grow my hair out, I look like a piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right? I don't have dreadlocks, but if I grow my hair out, I look like some fucking lazy stoner who doesn't even want to get a fucking haircut. That's what I look so like right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. You know what I mean? Absolutely. My favorite, number five. 
All right, go ahead. Yeah. As a black woman, I usually keep my college jacket in the car. If I have to go to the emergency room, I'll receive better treatment if doctors see that I have a higher education. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That one is 100% bullshit. 100%. Bullshit. No way is that a fucking rule that white people, black people, nobody, that is not. How is the fucking doctor in the emergency room going to see your fucking jacket? So I made the joke to Emma when we discussed this uh, because we were laughing hysterically about it. And I said, oh, my God. And then in the middle of all this, the doctor runs out to the car and takes a look in the back seat and sees the... uh, (laughs) The jacket goes, okay, give give her the white person treatment, you know? <clears throat> and Emma corrected my stupidity and said, no, it, she means that when she goes to the emergency room, she puts on the jacket when she enters, yeah. so they give her the treatment. And I said, how often is this chick going to the emergency room? This is crazy. <laughs> like, there's a whole nother issue here. This lady is addicted to going to the emergency room, honestly, or something. There's a problem here. She's got a problem. So, so you go to the emergency room with a broken with a broken leg, right? And the doctor's looking at it, and he's like, wow. It's a broken leg. It needs to be set. <laughs> it needs to be put in a cast. But it's just a black person. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, oh, she went to Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and ca- go, go ahead. Hey, nurse, let's go ahead and set it, cast it. Let's do the whole night. Let's treat her like a white person. Yeah, <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's so outrageous. Like, what do you mean, you know? I'm sorry. It's just our mom has worked in a hospital for 30 years. It's just something <laughs> so, it's so outrageous. It's well, just, uh, well, sir, your daughter needed stitches, but I noticed she was a black woman. So, <laughs> so we skipped her, We're just going to let her bleed out. You know? Oh, my God, doctor, did, did you see her Yale jacket? Did you see Yale? Oh, that's a, that's a white person education. <laughs> Stitch her up. So we need to save this one. You know what, I mean? like, what is going on in the hospital, man, that you get the fuck out of here? Oh, it's... Uh... Some of these, so I'm gonna skip a few of them because they're kind of really silly. But uh, I have, and that uh, and that so that right there, you're you're telling me right now, you're telling me right now that, that nobody with like no black person without a college jacket is getting good health care. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, or what? or what? black people all over the country are driving around with leather Letterman jackets uh, in their backseat. <laughs> <laughs> to get away with all sorts of free health care, apparently. So, so, somebody's got to go uh, tell these people on the south side about BuzzFeed. He's got all these golden secrets, dude. It's incredible. All you, black, all you black drug dealers getting pulled over. Put a Letterman jacket in your trunk. <laughs> <laughs> you get out of everything. It's incredible. They think They'll you're think white. You're white. <laughs> <laughs> Dispatch, we. Dispatch, we got a 1973 Chevy Malibu on 24 inch rims. Uh, I think he's black, but there's a Letterman jacket. I don't know. (laughs) I can't tell. (laughs) I'm just going to let him go to be safe. Like we uh, black people like really think we get pulled over. They just look at us like, "Oh, sir, sorry, I didn't realize you're white." Uh, here's your license. <laughs> it's like a Dave Chappelle skit come to life. It's unbelievable. <sighs> That's what this whole article is. I'm sorry, man. That one was the best one. It's You're the right. best one. And then uh, we'll I think I think I think number five was when I sent you the article. Yeah, it no. Was like, the rest are more dude. variations. Of, like there's a here. Number ten was Emma's favorite. Actually, as a woman, this is her favorite. As a black man, never get into an elevator with a woman alone. Always wait for the <laughs> next one. <laughs> What do you guys 
Because, because everybody will assume you had raped this woman on on the ride on this elevator. That's going to be everyone's assumption. Trey, like, there hasn't been an elevator without a camera since 1974. So, like, <laughs> so <laughs> terrible, every elevator has cameras, dude. Nobody follows that rule. I live in Chicago. Every day there are black men and white women coming in and out of elevators. Like, dude, there, yes, no way that is true, dude. I love the one. What's the one where it's um. Uh, as a black man, I can't walk in my neighborhood. Oh, uh, well, there's the number 12. No matter how cold or windy it is, my hood stays off. And my earbuds and headphones stay off my ears. Now, that's one of the other ones, like number two we discussed. I was like, eh, you know, all right, I know they're... No, that is not... Dude, black men are wearing hoods Yeah, I see it all the time. Yeah, well, 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 earbuds on? Any... Are you kidding me? Earbuds? <laughs> Definitely never see that, right? That's, uh, that's... Uh, let's see here. Um... You're, there's <laughs> there's some of these that are just freaking so long it's unbelievable there's one where it's like i can't walk through my neighborhood there's one where there's the su- that was what it was the sun downtowns oh i'm from louis number six i'm from louisiana where they still have quote unquote sundown towns avoid them at all costs but if you have to pass through at night make sure you have a full tank of gas so that you don't have to stop Oof. this guy's for real and I think the one talking, I know which one. You're talking about number seven, Mike. This was your one uh, that you loved. I'm a black woman, relatively new to my mostly white neighborhood. When I take a walk for exercise, I always walk in the middle of the street. Yes. Not yes. too close to houses on either side. I wear reflective gear and avoid staring too closely at any of the houses. I often think of Ahmad Arbery while yes! walking. Yes! <laughs> that was the one. I couldn't wait for it, dude. Ah! Ahmad Arbery. Everybody say oh, his name. Man. Say his name, Frank. Say, say his, get on one say knee. His name. Get on one <laughs> knee, Frank. You are a white man and say his name. Ahmad Arbery. Dude, I was, I, that is my one. That oh, is what I was talking about. Dude. The one we've been waiting God. for. God. That's Bitch, crazy. if you're running in the middle of the street, I hope somebody hits you with their fucking car. Because you're a fucking idiot. If you're running in the street because you're worried about racism, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, you, let me tell you something. As a, as a, let me tell you something. As a black woman in America, you're more likely to get hit by a car running in the middle of the street than shot by two fucking racist assholes. You know what I mean? Get oh, the fuck out of here. Love man. it. Had to drop the uh, the Arbery. Uh, the fact that they brought up Ahmad Arbery. You know what I loved about the whole article? I don't know if you noticed. Every single one of them was anonymous. Yes. Everyone Fours. was anonymous. Fours. Because they were all white people. <laughs> this was this was all white people saying shit that they think black people have to follow. I'm telling you right now, dude. This was except for number two i might my number two is probably real what was number two um Please. i don't remember look here the, the problem for with- dune man nation uh, i am off the wagon so <laughs> he's back baby he's back baby <laughs> Uh, so number two, my mother taught me to always ask for a bag and receipt, no matter how small the purchase. You can actually be accused of stealing. That, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give it to him. That that one. If, to be honest with you, that's probably. Well, Mike, I mean, this could be associated with number nine. Never, ever put your hands in your pockets while walking around a store if you don't want to give them a reason to follow you around or call the police. Your hands need to be visible at all times. Again, it goes back to what you're doing and how you look. If you fucking look suspicious. I, I used to be a punk kid with long hair down to my shoulders right. and baggy clothes. And they used to follow me in stores. And you know what? I got caught stealing half the time. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I actually was stealing. You know what I mean? Right. Now, nowadays, you know, I have to shave because of my job, and I got short hair because of my job, right. and I'm wearing right. my uniform. Nobody follows me around any fucking store. <laughs> and you know what? I'm actually not stealing. <laughs> like this, it's it's right. almost it's almost like people know what they're doing. 
like uh, they know how to maybe identify something that could be trouble. People yes. have a radar for that sometimes. And yeah, you're right. The clean cut guy versus the unclean cut guy. I love this uh, quote I heard. It said, uh, it would be, it would be foolish to believe that what you see is the sum of everything somebody is. Hmm. However, it would be foolish to believe a book in the sci-fi section is not a sci-fi book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not that smart, but you know. I couldn't quote it exactly, but it was pretty much like, don't judge a book by its cover, but if it's in the sci- sci-fi section, it's going to be sci-fi. Like, yeah, it's know. common sense. Common sense. These rules are really funny. Uh, look, BuzzFeed, clickbait, no doubt. Got us good, but thoroughly entertaining. Emma and I were just cracking up. The, the elevator one was killing us. That's so good, yeah. It's just, look, I, I get what you're trying to imply with this. Come on, guys. Like, uh, it's not 1965. All right? It, no. We're sorry. We are very sorry about Emmett Till. My family wasn't even here. But, you know. Like, yeah, right. The, the white people are sorry about Emmett Till. I, I just, sorry. I find it so, this, um, this constant rehashing of um, guilt, victimhood, um a systematic racism it's tiring man i feel like even the people who supported this like a year or two ago are kind of exhausted on this train and i i want it off on the ride because it's just you know if you hate this country so much go live somewhere else you know like uh ukraine where if you're black or homosexual or trans whatever you can't leave the borders you know like uh I mean, dude, how does we that spent sound? Two, we spent 2 years putting a microscope on hate crimes and racial crimes in America you know what i mean like yeah. interracial crimes and re- you really only had one true example of like you know a couple bigots going out there and killing a black guy and that was the Ahmad Arbor yeah, it's a tragic case, but justice was served. It was it, the it, American it exactly system like worked. It, it did. It absolutely did. And it, and hopefully it never happens again. And if it, but if it does, we have laws in place to deal with it. Just as if Frank, as a white man, you went running through your neighborhood and somebody killed you, right? It's because we're all equal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. That's I the it's funny that in one of those quotes the Ahmad Arbery case is brought up where tragedy no doubt but justice was served the American system was proven to work uh you know the it, fact that it's one case and you can't find any other one that's my that point means it, it's an outlier it's not the norm it's <laughs> it's it's you know and lady you're going out and jogging and thinking about this kid getting murdered you need to clear your head a little bit meditate well, me, smoke uh, a little weed or something like when you're running you should be thinking about nothing you should be clearing your mind <laughs> let me ask you something frank you live in a white neighborhood that has black women who jog right how many are jogging in the middle of the street <laughs> none none i live in the most diverse it's literally 50 50 I never see a black woman jogging in the middle of the street. <laughs> that's weird that's a, stuff, man. That's the, the whole article. What was crazy, though, is then you went to the related articles, and it just got... What was really interesting was a lot of them were from 2020, which was like prime BLM. Wow, yeah. And um, you know how they, they it was all like in uh, tweets, right? Yes, of and course. It, if you went to all the related articles that from 2020, half of the sh- it was like you know 20 things uh, racist things that happened in America, dude. Half of, of them were deleted. Wow. Yeah, because it turned out they weren't true. Right. Half the shit's not true, and the other half is just so stupid you can't prove it. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Mike, if you give it 20 years, it's uh, Alex Jones, and it's completely right. 
common sense are in. Yes, there have been corrupt empires. Yes, they manipulate. Yes, there are secret societies. This is Alex Jones from 2002. Wow. Yes, there have been oligarchies throughout history. And yes, today in 2002, there is a tyrannical organization calling itself the New World Order, pushing for worldwide government, a cashless society, open borders, total and complete tyranny where human beings are absolutely worthless. There's six and a quarter plus billion of us, and the globalists have said it many times. There's too many of us. We're causing a problem. Uh, we need to be culled at the tune of 80%. It's an amazing to talk about that, but it's the globalists, the UN, their own public statements, and they've convinced a lot of liberals and elitist conservatives and others uh, that by going along with this, that we're intelligent members of society. It's the ultimate Malthus world view. It is uh, this radical, virulent form uh, of social Darwinism. It's the excuse of tyrants. And by creating open borders where there's no national sovereignty and only global bodies that control all the resources, by centralizing and socializing health care, the state becomes God, basically, when it comes to your health. And then by releasing diseases and viruses and plagues upon us, we then wow. basically get shoved into their system. Wow. Wow. That was 20 years ago. Wow. Alex Jones, InfoWars, talking about how they're going to create plagues and diseases to call us into their new world order and be a part of their um, slave race of people. Those of us that survive, of course, after they uh, shrink us down by 80%. <laughs> Jesus Make sure Christ. you get that booster. <laughs> 80%? Was that like 800 million? Yeah, do you know about the Georgia Stones? Uh, we've had some listeners in the past bring it up, uh, like Raccoon 6 and whatnot. Um, no, i never heard of it. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, there are these stones they erected in Georgia. They're called the Georgia Stones, and they talk about how humanity needs to shrink itself down to, like, 500,000 people. 500,000? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? It's nuts. These people are freaking psychopaths, man. They're nuts. They, they want to shrink down the population. That's the goal. And it's part of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Leaders, uh, they're in on it. They agree with it. They want to shrink down the population. Alex Jones has been talking about this for decades, man. And <clears throat> these vaccines, I really do believe, are part of that process. That's crazy. I don't know about 500,000. Well, they really believe that... <laughs> I don't know. what they. This is just nuts. The people in power, the real people in power, the ones we don't really hear about on a daily basis, they don't. They look at all the average people as waste, you know. Yeah, well, we're, yeah, we're the ones that are feeding their profits. Yeah, well, I don't you, know. You need the you need the slaves, man. You need the peons. Five hundred. I think 000. too, but it's way too little, dude. There's not even you know. You gotta figure maybe five hundred million. That might be a little more accurate. Maybe yes, I was a little off on that one. You gotta figure there's gonna be at least a million elites, right? right? Yeah. And then, and then I think they expect to have like robots doing it at that point. Nah, you'll never get there. You're gonna need the you need the you need the poor peons. Man. Everyone will be neurolinked. You'll have your robots. Who wants to who wants to be a ruler with nobody to rule? Ah. You know? What's the point of being a ruler? Wow. Yes. Great call. I never really considered that. Yeah. Well, they're doing something. It's because you're not evil, Frank. <laughs> I don't think even you don't, you don't realize I'm on a quest to take over the world. That's right, and you know, you know the best moves, I guess. I don't know this Klaus Schwab <laughs> guy; he's really all in on uh, all this stuff. Uh, Bill Gates is a big player in this. He believes we need to shrink people down. He wants people to stop eating beef and eat like veggie 
stuff. <laughs> Did you hear Joe Rogan tear him up, dude? That was so funny. No, yeah, he's, he's like, he's like, I he bought it. all this land so he could grow uh, vegetables and then make us eat vegetables so we could look like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, B- uh, bitch tits and uh, toothpick bitch arms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bitch tits and spaghetti arms. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft stock, Microsoft stock can't go high enough to fucking <laughs> to fucking mend that bruised eagle. Oh, I mean, st- Microsoft is also the name of his dick. I don't know if you know this. Out of his- <laughs> Microsoft is dick. Megasoft is his bitch dick. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Oh fuck, Bill Gates! <laughs> everybody, everybody, you want to be a billionaire? You don't want to be the billionaire that gets made fun of for bitch tits? No, I mean, know? look at Jeff Bezos, dude. He's in shape and he's banging young chicks. I feel like Bill Gates might be a little bit jealous right now, honestly. Look at all the billionaires, man. Uh, they're all like, uh, kind of. They're looking like awesome supervillains at this point. I mean, the problem with Bill Gates is, uh, you know. He, he's probably the kind of guy that always used Microsoft, and so he was updating when the memo went out <laughs> that uh, billionaires are now in shape. Yeah. <laughs> They're tanned, you're, in shape. You, you, you were supposed to be a nerd in high school, make billions, and then get in shape and That's be a playboy. Right. <laughs> you know? But you, you didn't get that memo because your fucking software was updating and full of viruses. <laughs> well, he's... He still kind of has the Bond villain thing going on. They all do. Even Elon, man. I know everyone is just in love with Elon Musk now, but he's Bond villain-esque. I don't think... Like, how does nobody see... Like, nobody sees that in 100 years. uh, It's going to be, like, on the History Channel, like... The men of the 2000s. You know, <laughs> just like now we watch the thing about on History Channel with like the Rockefellers. And right. Like, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. oil men and the, the, the railroad companies. Like we're, we're going to be. These are the tycoons that are taking over everything. Yes. And then 100, 100 years <laughs> yes. from now, they're going to look back and be like, how did, how did they even let that happen? Holy cow. You nailed yeah. it. These are the tycoons of our era and we're blinded by. It's weird how everyone's up in arms about um, Musk and Twitter when you have Bezos who runs Amazon and the Washington Post. Does that not shock anybody? Dude, even Musk and Twitter. I'm telling you, go watch the History Channel. They have that, uh, The Men Who Built America. Right. And it's, it's exactly what happened back then. Except back then there was no Twitter, right? There was the railroad. And there were oil well, there companies. There were newspapers. They owned all the newspapers. Yeah, but I'm talking about like as far as the big money makers, you know. Totally. The billion the billion dollar companies at the time were the railroads and the oil companies right. and, the, and the steel companies right. and the you know, not not the you know. But they they did the same thing where they were monopolizing everything. Yeah, it was a scary time. We don't, how do we not see Well, uh, how, how do, uh Bill Maher has... Cr- <laughs> that was crazy, though. That's Alex Jones 20 years ago, huh? 20 years ago, predicting everything. And then I have Bill Maher here, talking, talking Twitter, actually. The argument to me is, like, has Twitter failed in setting themselves up in the past as the judge of what can go out there? And I would say, yes, <clears throat> you have. You failed when you threw the New York Post off of Twitter... We're talking about Hunter Biden's emails. Wow. And it turned out that was a real story. Right. You failed when you said we couldn't read about whether COVID had come from a lab. Lack of applause, by the way, huh? Did you hear the crickets? Tough, tough oh, crowd. Hey, tough even crowd, the, Mike. Even, even the crickets were afraid to chirp. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a tough crowd. Oh, nobody wanted to hear they that. Oh, like that one, man. Oh, my God. Oh, you failed. Yeah. Did you read about this Babylon Bee? Do you know what the Babylon Bee is? 
Excuse me? Bill Mar who is this Bill Mar guy? Excuse me? Does somebody subscribe to the Babylon or follow the Babylon B? He does, you know he does. Yeah. Christian version of the onion. Because everyone needs that. That's uh uh Velshi from MSNBC who made that comment. Mm. Some people do. I thought that was not all you and me, okay? It says you're trusted source for Christian news and satire. I didn't know there's such a thing as Christian satire. I thought the religion itself was satire. That's me. I'm not everybody. Okay. They love it. They love I'm that. Not everybody. Yeah. Have yeah. a little humility, right? So listen to this. They got flagged for they posted a funny video. This is funny to them. Okay. Sensitive content, Twitter said. In the video, they were making fun of Twitter for being too sensitive. This is what happens in the video. This woman who, going into the Twitter building, this is, you know, parody. This is what people do on television and have done forever. Okay, she's complaining to HR about how sensitive Twitter is. And the guy shows her an ink blot, and she keeps seeing Hitler in all the ink blots. <laughs> So okay, good. then she runs screaming out of so the building good. because she's. This is sat. This is right. well within what satire has always been, and the fact that they flagged this for being insensitive shows their complete lack of self-awareness about what their wow. own problem self -awareness. is. Self-awareness. If that's where the line is, you have failed, Twitter. You yeah. do need a new show. Yes. Yeah. That's incredible stuff, huh? Wow. That was Alex Jones from 20 years ago? Yeah, right there. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. That's pretty unbelievable, man. I think Bill Maher, he swung to the right. Well, uh, this goes back to the Elon tweet, man. Um, yeah. What's going on here? Did you hear those crickets? Oh. Dude, that's crazy. Oh. The audience did not want to hear that, dude. When he brought up Hunter Biden, I felt the vibe. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, you could almost feel the, them get, like, angry at him for mentioning they it. Turned. But the truth is they did censor the Wash the New York Post f and that article. They censored it, man. Straight and up. And the lab leak. Yes. Dude, the lab leak was the... Probably, dude, for me and you, that was probably the red pill. I believe so, yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I was already, like, kind of teetering. Like, things didn't make sense about the stuff they were saying about Trump. But then the lab, when they said there was no way it came from the lab, and they were like, the whole, out, that's when it was like, okay. And then it forced you to look at alternative news sources. Yes, exactly. I don't think that's what they realize, is when, when there's a lab in Wuhan studying coronaviruses, and then this coronavirus <laughs> takes over the world, and it came from Wuhan, China, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you refuse to talk about it. Well, I'm fucking interested. Yeah. So now I'm going to go find somebody that is talking about it. Yes. Yes. And maybe now I found a new podcast instead of your new show. Exactly. Right? You know what I thought about the other day? Because I had a really, there was a podcast, a couple podcasts I used to really like. And I thought about it the other day, how I don't listen to them anymore because <laughs> of COVID. Wow. And they were comedians. Yeah. The, the biggest one was Burt Kreischer, dude. I used to really like him. I loved him and Tom Segura, Two Bears, One Cave. Right. <clears throat> but then I got so sick of him, Burt Kreischer, on everything he was on preaching. If everybody just wears their mask, if everybody just wear their mask and stay six feet apart, we'd be get out of this. Wow. We're not getting out of this because people aren't wearing their mask. And this was like a year in. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not listening to this anymore. I cannot listen to this guy anymore. Well, he's detached from reality at that point. And that's, I think, what, when you talk red pill, we hit a point during all, all of this stuff where, I, you know, for me, a lot of it was uh, Fauci going on TV and saying the Black Lives Matter riots, uh, that COVID wouldn't spread during those. I, I felt like, whoa, wait, 
Well, that's when you knew COVID was bullshit. What's going on here? And then all of a sudden, yeah. oh, we need, you know, we have to do more restrictions and lockdowns because we need to do mail-in voting. <laughs> I'm seeing a trend here, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do it again coming up. You you've been talking about it nonstop. <laughs> the, the, the trend, dude. I'm starting to notice this virus is very convenient around democratic policies <laughs> yes. and elections. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm starting to notice a fucking trend here. You know? They need mail-in voting. It's weird because it's... Well, it's not weird. They need mail-in voting because it's the best way for them to cheat without getting yes. caught cheating. Yeah. So you can flood yeah. via the mail system however many votes you want to. So... So could the Republicans, and I'm not saying one side doesn't cheat. They both cheat. Dude, I don't think it's even really cheating. I honestly think the mail-in voting, uh, mail-in voting, uh, Dad, ha- Dad said it. He's like, oh no, the mail-in voting's nice. You just, you know, you take your time. You just, you get it. It doesn't matter. You can mail it in whenever. And it's like, yeah, he probably wouldn't vote if he had to go on a Tuesday. You know, right. So I don't even think it's really that you have to cheat with the mail-in voting. I think it's just like, I don't, I, in my opinion, voting should be a task. Like, you should have to go to a place. You know what I mean? Right. You should have to make an effort. Otherwise, you don't care. Right. And what the mail-in, the mail-in voting ballot does is you can still <laughs> vote even if you don't give a fuck. Yeah. And actually, that's a great point. You should actually give <laughs> You should care about what you're doing. The Democratic Party runs on people who don't give a fuck. (laughs) Right. It's everybody you talk to who's on the left. They literally live on, I don't really, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really pay attention. I just know I I vote for the left. Yeah, you're right. And people on the right are actually pretty passionate about what they're voting for, typically. I love it because uh, moms, you know, mom and Dolores, every time they get together, they fight. Oh, uh, I, di- I didn't, I didn't know for this, those that, actually. For those that don't know, Dolores is my godmother. Mom is my mom. <laughs> but, 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 you know. Uh, so they get together and Dolores every, is conservative, I believe. Very con- she's con- right? she's yeah. Well, she's conservative, right? And uh, she's not the type of person that's going to just back down. Right. right. So you say some you say some bullshit. Yeah. You know. And mom's like always thing about Dolores is cuz uh sometimes I'll hear through the grapevine about the fight, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll like I'll like bring it up with mom. I'll be like, "You know, she was actually bringing it up." That's the, that's the problem. These people on the, these Trump supporters they always bring up these things like, <laughs> "Well, you didn't hear about this and you didn't hear about that." No, I don't pay attention. Yeah, that's the fucking point. Right. That's the <laughs> like, problem. You, you, that's the problem. If you did start paying attention, you're going to move to the right. Oh, and man. that's what you're yeah. starting to see with them, you know, is they're starting to pay attention because of the trans thing. But. Wow. Oh, man, that's, in, that's wild stuff. Well, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Oh, thank God I had to pee. I didn't, didn't think you'd ever say it. And then we're going to come back. We're going to talk... Uh food shortages and mike it's the uh 30th anniversary of the la riots we're gonna talk about that the la riots huh what was that guy's name uh rodney king rodney a lot of kings back in the day huh rodney king uh that's about it that's (laughs) no 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 no. mike tyson's guy yeah you're thinking don king and then uh we also were uh really big back then was burger king I believe it was <laughs> <laughs> the Burger King. <laughs> you guys know think about it's really only two kids, Rodney King and Don King. <laughs> a small world in the '90s, you know, no, no internet. And well, in the '90s, we also had a uh, King of the Hill. That was a uh, uh, King of the Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hank, Hank Hill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I was saying it, I thought it was going to be Hank King. I don't know why. I thought I was going to like prove my point, but yeah, Hank Hill. <laughs> damn only two kings all right no the third the burger king man come on (laughs) burger king was good back in the day (laughs) 